welcome once again, lovely viewers. It's still a Didasco moment with Minister Higher Life. We started in our previous video, we started uh, a new series, the concept of Christianity. And um, we were seeking to establish the fact that Christianity holds a different worldview altogether. Um, we, we briefly looked at the worldviews of um, Islam and um, those who have pantheistic view that God is everything and everything is God. We saw that's really absurd. And um, we, we established a very strong point that Christianity is God coming to save man, not man trying to work his way to God. All right, so we are going to continue in that velocity. Very, 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 very important for us to know. All right, quickly, let's go to First Timothy chapter number four. First Timothy chapter four, verse 10. We're going to read a couple of scriptures put together and then I'm, I'll, I'll proceed from there. For therefore, we both labor, for therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Now that is first Timothy chapter number four, verse 10. All right, now I'm going to take you again to 2 Timothy. Let's get to Timothy, 2 Timothy. All right, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 8, downwards. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. All right. Now, let me take another scripture. Hi. I want to specially introduce you to this masterpiece, a book written by our dear man of God, Reverend Samuel Kwamesasu, also known as Minister Higher Life, titled This Jesus. This book unveils in accuracy the identity of the God-man Jesus. The truths carefully hewn from God's words concerning Jesus will enlighten the believer and cause him to rest in the surety of Jesus being the savior of his life. Who is Jesus? His name is mentioned in all circles of life, yet without accurate knowledge of who he is. Knowing Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection sets one for the Christian life. This book can be used for Bible study in all Christian groups, in campuses, youth groups, and many more. Dare to grab a copy of the Shepherd stuff. Kindly call these numbers to order for a copy now. Plus two three three five four. 039-2085 or plus 233-55-77-32706. God bless you. Um, Titus chapter number one. Titus chapter one. Um, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. 
but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, glory to God, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. I think I'm going to read last one. Let's get to John. We're going to find the last one in John. There are a couple of scriptures like that. But let me get to John. John chapter number 4. John 4, verse 42. I think this is, I believe this is when Jesus had an encounter with a Samaritan um, woman after it, it's, it's in that chapter. All right. So verse 42, let's read what is there. And said unto the woman, now we believe. Now, so the, the woman had gone out to say, I've met the Messiah. Come and see a man. He's told me everything. Now, so the woman, the, the people believed the word of the woman and they came to Jesus to listen to Jesus speak. And now the people are making a comment. This is, and said unto the woman, so said unto the woman, now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the world. All right, now I want you to look at this. He says, this is indeed the Christ the savior of the world now that expression there it, it's it's not referring to like i said in our previous video he's the way the truth and the life is actually one thing so here is, is another thing is is this is is one thing he says the christ comma the savior of the world that means christ is the savior of the world so he is not christ and then after he's christ he is also a savior of the world no that christ is the same as the savior of the world all right so the point is this, as we have said earlier, Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. And this is what Christians, this is what Christianity is all about. It reveals God as the savior. It reveals him as one that saves. He is not one who is demanding. It reveals him as one who is providing. It doesn't reveal him as someone who is taking from us, but rather who is giving from us. Oh, sorry, who is giving to us. So God sent his son to bring to us salvation. God sent his son to supply to us salvation. This is the message of Christianity. And this is what differentiates Christianity from all the religions and all the beliefs of the world. And when we as Christians have the message twisted, when we don't understand the message, we present a different, a different Christianity to the world, which is very foreign to the Father. All right. If you are a Christian preacher, your, your mission is not to preach about people. Your mission is to preach about what he has done, because that actually is what Christianity is about. It's about God coming to us. That means God coming to the earth to save. Now, there, there are people who were asking, who were asking me a question one time about um, that. There is recently people debating about one saved forever saved. Somebody says we are one saved forever saved. Somebody says we are not one saved forever saved, and the salvation of a Christian can be lost and all of that. You know and. I just give a simple answer. What is the primary mission of Jesus? Is to save. 
And what salvation does Jesus give? Eternal salvation. If he gives eternal salvation, he actually gives eternal salvation. That means if you receive his salvation, it is eternal. So why would you go out? I, I, I heard a preacher, he said, why would you go out looking for a scripture that will prove to you that you are not eternally saved? It means that you, you've, got some, you've got a problem in your head. All right. Now, the point is this. Christianity is God supplying salvation to the world. It's not about making a covenant with God, coming to Christ to get money, coming to Christ to get wealth, coming to Christ to get a family, coming to Christ to get your name in a book so that when you die, you have people do a funeral service for you. It's not all about that. Christianity is that salvation from God has come to men. All right. That is the concept of Christianity. And let me tell you what, this is what makes Christianity a message to be heard. Very, very important. People think Christianity is just, is, is a religion, it's, it's, it's just a faith, it's just, no, Christianity in itself, the totality of Christianity is a message. Let me tell you what, and this, let me tell you, it is in only Christianity that, that you find the term gospel. The, the word gospel is good news, is good news. And the gospel, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of faith can talk about gospel, good news and all of that. But the point is this, the gospel of Christianity actually brings to the, the one that is supposed to be saved or the one who receives salvation, it brings goodies, it brings goodies to that person. This is, this is why, we have that term as the gospel. So, for example, Paul made a statement in Romans chapter number one, Romans 1, 16. Paul says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Do you know what that means? Having established to you that Christianity is God saving, I want you to know through the channel through which God saves. And the channel through which God saves is his gospel. Very, very important. It is his gospel. That means the gospel is the vehicle through which salvation comes to man. Now, if you don't understand that, or if you don't give yourself to that as a child of God, at one time I met somebody in the public transport and the person says, women who are wearing trousers will not go to heaven. Women who are putting on makeup will not go to heaven. If you don't wear a, a, a headgear, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't wear a scarf, you don't make it to heaven. If you don't do this, you don't do that. If you don't do that, somebody else said, if you don't pay your tithe. A preacher said that he had a revelation and the revelation that he had was that he saw buildings and mansions and the mansions uh, uh, was everything that you gave in church that was used to build that mansion for you. So if you give little in church, you go and you stay in the zongo of heaven. This is stupidity, all right? It is stupidity because in Christianity, you don't get, you don't get your buildings by paying offerings. You don't get your building by paying tithes. No, you, when you go to church, you're expected to give. You're expected to give offertory, but that does not purchase for you salvation. Tithes does not save anybody. All right, the point is this. Salvation comes to man through the vehicle of uh, the gospel. So Paul says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Paul says, 1.16, he says, it is the power of God, the 
power of God. The word the power of God is the word there is a definite article. So he says it is the only power of God. And the word power from the Greek is dunamis. And dunamis is the ability to get a job done. Or it is the ability to accomplish a task. So he says that the ability of God to provide salvation is by the gospel. So when you hear the gospel, the gospel comes to you to bring to you salvation. Very, very important. That means apart from the gospel, God cannot give salvation. He, he cannot use any other, any other chance, any other, any other way. Salvation is only in the gospel of Christ. You see, and it is very, very critical for every child of God to know. That means if the gospel is the, the channel through which salvation comes, we must understand what the gospel is all about. All right. Now, let me quickly get you into the word of God. This is a very long study, but um, I'm going to do that in some few moments. All right. All right. Now, let's get to Romans chapter number one. Romans one. Paul said something very important. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is the gospel of Christ? What is the gospel? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now, we are reading, we are reading Romans 1, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his holy prophet in the holy scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now, he says that the gospel of God, Paul says that I'm separated unto the gospel of God. But this is the gospel of God. The gospel of God concerns his son, Jesus. So, in the same chapter, verse 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of that gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel of Christ. What does that mean? The gospel that concerns Jesus Christ. So, understand this. God has a gospel. It is called the gospel of God. Paul tells us what that gospel encapsulates. What that gospel encapsulates is the son. It's all about the son. That is in the verse 3. He says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if, if you ever met God in town, then you ask God, yo, I heard that you've got a gospel. You've got a gospel for the world. What is the gospel about? God tells you, uh, my gospel is simply about Jesus Christ. Now, understand the word. The word gospel, the, the term gospel, the term gospel, gospel actually means good message. It means glad tidings. It means good news. So that is the word gospel. Now, so we said salvation comes through the vehicle of or the vehicle called the gospel. And that gospel refers to the good news. All right. And he says the gospel concerns his son. That means God's good news is the good news that concerns his son. I, I, I believe you're following this. This is what Christianity is about. Christianity is about the good news concerning Jesus Christ, the son of God. Very, very, very important. What makes the news around Christ good news? All right. Let me let me take you quickly to 
um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Verse 1. Brethren, moreover brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. So he says, by the gospel you are saved. All right? I told you, Christianity is God as a savior, God walking down to men. All right? Then he says that this gospel is what brings salvation. Then he says this, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Very, 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 very emphatic. Then he says that, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So he says, this is the summary of the gospel. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ was raised. This is what Christianity is about. Christians, listen to me. And that is why you cannot be a Christian and say, Christians and Muslims worship the same God. It's not like that. Why? Because they don't believe Jesus was raised from the dead. The, the gospel, the gospel is Christ died. I told you the gospel is the good news about Christ. So what is that good news about Christ? The good news about Christ is that he died for our sins. He was buried and on the third day he was raised from the dead. This is the gospel and this is the pillar upon which Christianity stands. You know, I was introduced to a guy who they say he's from a common sense family people or something like that. And they said, the Bible is full of mistakes. The Bible is full of contradictions. And I'm like, are you serious? And he says, because of that, Christianity cannot be trusted. And I said, let's even agree that Christianity cannot, uh, uh, the Bible is not it is full of errors. No problem. Let's agree. Which is not true, actually, because all the scriptures they quote, they just quote out of context, all right? Now, the point is this. You don't just say that you, 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 you don't overrule a faith just because you see uh, 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 scriptural, in quote, contradictions. No. You simply have to ask yourself, what does Christianity stand on? And that thing which the faith stands on, if you check and it is wrong, then you can conclude that that religion or that faith is not right. It's as simple as that. All right. And I, I, I see, I think I've, I see people hosting them all around. It's just a waste of time. Listen, Christianity is that Jesus Christ died for our sins. If you don't believe it, that's your problem. But this is what we preach. He died for our sins. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. Now that means if Jesus was not raised from the dead, then you can come with your proof and say he was not raised from the dead. And then we can listen to you. Because what Christianity is not the Bible. All right? Christianity is an event. Christianity is a message of an event. The Bible is a book that we use to train those who believe in the event. Get it, get it so right. So Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Let me show you something. Let me take you to somewhere. 
Alright. Let me show you something. Something, 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 something. The same, um, the, the, the same, the same chapter. Alright. The same chapter. Look at this. Alright. He says, for if the dead be not raised, verse 16, for if the dead be not raised, let me start from 15, or no, let me start from somewhere around 14, all right? He says that, 13 I mean, 13 I mean, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Listen, this is what Christianity stands on. Don't let anybody fool you that Christianity is, you know, during this corona season, uh, you have a whole lot of pastors who are moving about with cameras showing they are feeding the poor and all of that. That is not Christianity. Let me tell you, that is not Christianity. We don't, don't, we shouldn't allow the system to suppress us to believe what the world believes. Christianity is not carrying clothes to souls. We do it. We do it in our ministry. But that is not what it is. We help them. This is just side things. The reality of Christianity is the propagation of salvation through the burial, the, sorry, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ. So he says, if Christ be not raised from the dead, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. This is it. If anybody wants to repudiate the faith of a Christian, you must prove that Christ was not raised from the dead. All right? And then he says, yeah, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised Christ. He raised up Christ from the dead, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ risen. And if Christ be not risen, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Glory to God. Do you know what that means? If Jesus actually was raised from the dead, we are no more in our sins. If Jesus is raised from the dead, we are no more in our sins. So you cannot believe Jesus was raised from the dead and still believe that you are a sinner. That's what he's talking about. Then he says this. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ, that means who are dead, Christians who are dead, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. I wish all Christians can hear this. Listen, what, what a blessed hope our blessed joy, our blessed conviction, and our blessed persuasion, our blessed, our blessed uh, peace is that Christ was raised from the dead. This is Christianity. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't go to church, just go and sing and dance and think that we're a Christian. You've got to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I'm not saying you've got to know that he was raised from the dead. Because when we go out for missions and we go out for evangelism, we're talking to people, so, uh, and you ask them, are you a Christian? I say, yes. What shows that you're a Christian? Ah, Jesus Christ, uh, I believe. So, okay, so what makes you know you're born? Who is Jesus to you? Is that uh, Jesus the one who created us, who did this, and then he died for us, and he was raised from the dead? So that doesn't make you a Christian per se. Not, it's not in the knowledge. It's in the believing. All right? So we believe that Jesus Christ died. He was buried. And he was raised from the dead on the third day. Wow. This is salvation. Hello, precious ones. Allow me to introduce you an amazing book titled The Aggressive Soul Winner. This is a timely book to inspire you to be a fervent soul winner. 
soul winning as the very wheel on which the expansion of Christianity runs is done with a certain level of contagious fervency and that is just what this material offers. In studying this book, the lame will walk, the walking will run as chariots and the running will be caught up by the spirit to do much more. Kindly pre-order for the limited copies available. To order, call plus two three three five four zero three nine two zero eight five or plus two three three five five seven seven three two seven zero six. God richly bless you. When you believe this, you get born again, and this is what the gospel is about. This is what the gospel is about. I believe maybe in one of our sessions, I'll take my time and take you through the some of the excerpts, the messages that the apostles preached in the book of Acts. You, you could see that was what that was all that they preached about. Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus is raised from the dead. He's no more in the grave. Let me tell you what. Right now, the, the, the grave side of Jesus, where the tomb of Jesus had become a tourist center. You know why? Because he is not in there. We can't find him. We cannot find him. We, we can't find him. I will take time in this course. I'll talk to you about the resurrection. When, when, have you ever heard people going to visit the tomb of Muhammad? Anyway, if you've heard, you can tell me. I've not heard that before. All right? He's still in there. He's, why is it that everybody talk about the resurrection of Christ? You know, people will say, he was not raised from the dead. Christian says, he was raised from the dead. AT said they stole his body. You know, Atheists who say, they, I, I was watching a movie and a guy who was an atheist says, I don't believe in the resurrection. And then a, a brother said, a brother said, you don't believe in the resurrection. What shows that you don't believe in the resurrection? Jesus was raised from He said, no, I don't believe. He said, do you have any proof? He said, I don't believe. They stole his body. And I said, wow, this is beautiful. Because you know what? They say they stole his body. This one said he did this. At the end of the day, there's still an empty grave. And nobody has been able to prove where his dead body, the one that they stole, nobody ever have reported in history that we found his body, his body around the river. We found his body around this place. No, Jesus was raised from the dead. And this is the central pillar of the Christian faith. This is Christianity. This is what Christianity is about. Jesus was raised from the dead. It's good that we go to church. It's good that we read our Bible. But the, the, the foundational truth is that Christ was raised from the dead. He died and he was buried and he was raised from the dead. And through this, salvation comes to men. Through this, salvation appears to us. And we know him to be the savior of the world. Because, because... There is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. He says, at the name of Jesus, every knee bow. You know why? He's raised from the dead. He's the risen Lord. Let me read something from Revelation to you. This is the concept. This is what Christianity preaches. All right? Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. All right. Revelation. Let me take you there. Revelation chapter number it like it's like I'm boiling because when I'm talking about Christianity, I'm talking about my life. All right. So Revelation chapter number one. Ah, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Now, this is where John is having a revelation and it's a revelation about Jesus. Let's go to 17. And when I saw him, so John said, when I saw Jesus, when he saw my Jesus, when I saw him, I fell at his feet. Oh, he's so powerful as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. Look at Jesus. I am he that liveth and was dead. <laughs> and behold, I'm alive. He says, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Just think about it. Imagine you meet a man and he says, I am he that was dead. You know, if you meet Muhammad, you say, I am he that, that is dead. If you met Shinto, uh, 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 Buddha, if you met, he says, I am he that is dead. Jesus says, I am he that was dead. You know what? They, I, I left them there. I mean, Jesus says, John, don't worry. I left those guys there. As for me, I've left the place. You know, I'm he that was dead, but I'm alive. So the present states of Buddha is death. The present state of Muhammad is death. The present state of all of them is death. But the present state of Jesus is he's the risen king. He's the risen Lord. He is Lord. Oh, glory to God. I don't know wherever you are. I feel like you just lift up your voice and pray in the language of the spirit. Jesus is the risen Lord. He is the risen Lord. He was raised from the dead. Do you know, do you know what this means to us? You know, there are Christians who are not moved. When you say Jesus was raised from the dead, or if he's raised from the dead, I'm thinking about my marriage. No, this is our faith. This is what the apostles preached. This is what they knew, that Jesus Christ was not left in the grave. Jesus, this is what we are preaching to the whole world, that there is, a, there is Jesus, and this Jesus came to the earth. He died, and he alone came back to life unaided, unaided by man, unaided by man. Oh, glory to God. He's alive. He's alive forevermore. This is our faith. This is what Christianity is about. We don't preach a dead savior. We don't preach a dead prophet. We don't preach a dead God. We preach a God and a man that defeated death at his own stronghold. Jesus walked into hell and he defeated the enemy. He defeated the enemy and brought back to us life. He brought back to us salvation. Glory to God. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them gave him the power to become the sons of God. Oh, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of man, nor the will of flesh. Oh, glory to God, but of God. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the word became flesh and blood among us and we beheld his glory. The glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is what we preach. Jesus died. Jesus is raised from the dead. If you're watching me and you're not born again, this is it. You cannot say I was born a Muslim, so I'm going to remain a Muslim. No, I have a lot of Muslim friends. And now some of them are ex-Muslims now. They have believed in Jesus Christ. They have believed in Jesus because all over the Arabic countries, some of them are seeing revelations of Jesus. Some of them are having visions. I, I got contact to a lady. He says that I was sleeping and this Jesus walked into my dream. He was a Muslim. She was a Muslim. Walked into my dream and said, read my word. And my word is the Bible. Read my word. And this lady got away from there and went to America where he can live freely. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ is alive forevermore. Jesus is alive. This is what Christianity is about. Oh, when, when, when Judas Iscariot died and finally the disciples were waiting 
waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Then one of them said, let us appoint another man who shall join us to be witnesses of his resurrection. We need people to, to, to witness, to speak out that Jesus was raised from the dead. Those, those people who say Jesus is not raised from the dead. I, I, heard a, I, heard a, I heard a guy, one spiritual, whatever. He says Jesus Christ didn't die and he was married and he gave birth to five people. You know, these are people who are suffering from schizophrenia. They're having problem with their mind. You, you get the point. Jesus died. And history proves it. Jesus was buried. And that's why you see people go to Israel. His tomb is there. All right. His tomb is there. I heard the common sense people. They say Jesus uh, was not buried. Jesus was not raised from the dead. His tomb is there. Go and check his tomb. You don't even find a bone there. You know what? He got out of the grave. See you next time. And let us get deep into this matter. I love this and I love this and it's getting hot. Call all people, invite all people to come watch this. We are going somewhere. The world is seeing a mighty force. The mighty force is rising, I'm telling you, all over the world. And the, 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 this generation, this generation, we are coming up with the fire of the Holy Ghost to preach the real truth and the salvation of Christ to the world. We are not going to do superstitious Christianity. No, we are going to do the real fact. Real Christianity. Listen, if you're not born again, this is the time for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And you will never be the same again. Do you know what that means? The living God will come and dwell in your heart. The Bible says we are the temple of the living God. We are not the temple of the dead God. We are the temple of a living God. Do you know why he's living? Because he defeated death. And in him is no death. Praise be to God. Oh, glory. One time Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He hadn't died yet. But he says, listen, don't worry, don't worry about it. Death cannot hold me. Glory to God. We're going to continue with the issue of resurrection in our next video. Let me pray for you if you're not born again. Father, I bless you for this blessed one. Now say these words after me. Father, I receive this word with all of my heart. Say so this day, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my personal Savior. I believe that he died for me and he was raised back to life. Thank you, Lord, for washing all my sins away with your blood. Thank you for giving me life. I'm born again. I have received salvation free of charge. Hallelujah. If you pray this prayer with me or if you're watching this video and you're a new convert, you just got born again, I would want you to comment, get to the comment session. Write your name there and your details, maybe your WhatsApp number or whatever, your, your email. And I'm going to send you a beautiful book, a very beautiful book. The title is called Welcome to Christ. It's for new convert. It's my gift to new convert. You're going to be blessed by it. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're sick in any part of your body, in the name of Jesus, I command that sickness to leave your body now. Let the headaches go in the name of Jesus. I command the chronic stomach pains to go in the name of Jesus Christ. Let addictions break in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you. You are kept. You are kept in the name of the Lord. You are kept by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you are beyond the reach of the enemy. Not even coronavirus. You are kept by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the divine life which is activated in you. Sicknesses are destroyed in your body. In the name of Jesus. See you again. I'm telling you right over here. All those of us here. We love you so much. And we are praying for you. Bye. We love you.